Hey, this is Mark Wingaren from Team Caribou Lodge, and you're listening to the Scales Podcast. Shout out to all the throwers who use our yo-yos in competitions. It's a really great gesture of support, honestly. Michael Furtico just used the Manatee, Ricardo Fraley's signature, to get second at PNWR a few weeks ago, which is pretty awesome. Um, I think that the Manatee is very underrated for freestyles, because even though it's known for performing some very creative tricks, uh, it's, it's pretty hardy, it's pretty stable, and it can handle freestyle-oriented tricks as well. So I would check it out if you have the chance, and thank you so much to Caribou Lodge Yo-Yo Works for supporting the podcast. Need a yo-yo? There's only one place to buy them, and that's at yoyoexpert.com. Maybe you already have a yo-yo, maybe you have multiple, but do you have a place to store them all? Now let me suggest to you to get a case to show off your yo-yos for the next big contest and or meet. The new Yo-Yo Expert Contest bag has 8 slots for your 8 most prized yo-yos, and even 2 more slots for undersized yo-yos if you got them. Now, maybe you only have 7 yo-yos and you need an 8th to fill them up, well let me recommend either the Recess Komodo, a mod charisma signature yo-yo, so you can do some absurd off-the-wall technical tricks, or the Caribou Lodge Dune, so you can do crazy tricks like Anthony Rojas, with like a backflip in them or something. And since you're listening to the Scales Podcast, you can use our coupon code for free shipping. Enter S-C-A-L-E-S, that's Scales, at checkout for free shipping. Yo-Yo Expert, make this simple amazing. Recess yo-yos suck. I'm a sponsored player by Recess International, Andrew Bergen. I'm here to tell you to never buy a Recess yo-yo. The Diplomat is bad. If you buy a Diplomat, you're essentially buying some scrap metal with a string and a bearing. Buying the Komodo is worse than eating a bag of clay. The Vacation is actually the worst buy metal yo-yo on the market. I'd rather buy a bag of feces and spread it on my face. Recess sucks. Don't go and buy their yo-yos. Instead, get a different hobby. This is my favorite episode yet with one of my best friends, Tyler Severance. He's been a world champion. He's been affiliated with many brands. He's truly unique. Truly unique. He's a really good guy at the end of the day, and if yo-yos blow up, he'll be at least 5% of the reason why. This episode was taped in a room with a whole bunch of yo-yo players, and it captures the essence, to me at least, why yo-yoing is fun outside of just the physical toy, and why I can be 21 and continue to keep playing with a toy, I guess. Enjoy the episode. I'm really, truly excited for you to hear it. All right. All of these uh, coffee beer. beers, yeah. People love coffee beers. Real Jersey, I guess. Do you have questions prepared? Sure. So we're here. We're here with a friend of the podcast, Tyler Severance. Hey, Tyler. Hey. Hi, Bergie. Hi, Mark. Good. Friend how are of the you? Podcast. Just friends. Good. Yeah. Good friend of the pod. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm all right. How are you guys? <laughs> oh, we're great. Oh, we're, we're great. I sent uh, the last 24 hours with one of my best friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's always a good time. Yeah. How about you? Did you also spend it with some of your best friends? All of my best friends. Who did you fact. spend it with specifically? <laughs> <laughs> you see this position they're trying to put me in right now? <laughs> they're doing to me? They're trying to make me pick sides? We're also here with Joe Wilson. Hey, what's good? How you guys doing? We're also in the room here. Uh, we have Colin Wilson. 
<laughs> Colin Wilson. <laughs> Colin Wilson. Also known as Colin Beckford. <laughs> also known as Colin Beckford and uh, Ibrahim. You have Jonathan Robinson. I mean, <laughs> Colin Beckford. I mean, Brandon Napper. No, it's Colin. It's Colin. Just touch his face really quick. So, uh, let's get started. Tyler, what did you have for lunch? Today, I just had pizza all day. That's the only thing I've eaten you, all day. Three, feel like three pieces of pizza. Do you feel like that's like that you can attribute that to some of your success, a healthy diet? No, I don't think sufficient nutrients are necessary for any type of success. I in fact encourage the opposite problem. <laughs> I start out every morning with like a big bowl of frosted flakes or whatever cereal that has the most sugar and then you add sugar on top of that. Oh man. What are your top three cereals? Top three cereals Captain Crunch, mm. number one. Just just straight? Yeah, I, just the yellow pieces. It's classic. Yeah. Um, number two would be either Waffle Crisp or French Toast Crunch. It's close between the two. But they're both, I feel like waffles and French Toast, they're not similar, but it's like in that pancake breakfast pastry region. That's also a novelty. I'd say those are tied for second. Then third, I'm going to go with Cracklin Oat Bran. That's a Google search waiting to happen. Yeah. No, it's a real cereal. Though. Is that like honey bunches of oats? No, it's like a really dense, fibrous cereal that will bind all of your feces together in your sphincter. <laughs> you And you need that. I desperately need it, yeah, because we've uh, talked about my fecal matter habits. We have privately... <laughs> well, I mean, I'll put my, I'll air myself out. I don't care. I go to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> How much is a lot? Uh, we're gonna get into this right now. <laughs> I lived with him four times, five times a day. We're joined by Tresley. Yo, Minimum like four times a day. Thirty minute windows. Thirty minute windows. <laughs> I'm at least spending two hours looks, a day on the toilet. Yeah. The cereal looks like booty. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like so, this crackling oat bread? So, it doesn't look good. So oh, we wait. looked up crackling oat bread. It's a Kellogg cereal, so you can actually buy it at a grocery store near you. It looks like. Looks like the dog get food or like donuts. Or it's delicious. Kinda. Just get Raisin Bran. No. It's not the same. They're yeah. oat bites. Uh, oh. Raisin Bran's great. I'll but try. They, they don't hold milk, though, because this is just the They whole. don't. They don't get soggy that's either. The, that's the best part. Yeah. <laughs> They're super dense, but it's a smaller box and it's expensive. It's like five fifty for that box, and it's like a quarter of the size of regular boxes of cereal. No, sir. Yeah. You probably get like 14 or 15 ounces I think that's something that you spr- you actually sprinkle into a regular bowl <laughs> of cereal. You're not supposed to eat the whole thing. No. Like 100%. It's really good. You just are supposed to have smaller quantities. The problem they is encourage like, you not to eat more than a few cups at a time. <laughs> and you yeah, know the only thing, thing cups, if you snack on cereal real hard, that's the box you don't want in your house. Yeah. Because <laughs> then your next two days are awful. Yeah. yeah. So many poops. So little time. Um, so yeah, those are my top three favorite cereals. Excuse me. Um, so... Do you want to, like, start from the beginning questions. at all, or... What? No, this is fine. We are just shoot randoms. We're just... We're going we'll for it. Podcast parkour. Yeah, we'll get... We'll get to the... We'll get to the, uh... The hard-hitting the questions. Okay. The meat we're gonna start off so, light. So, so, yeah, we're, it's a weekend. Yeah, Saturday. we're just starting off light. It's just... Okay. Nice frolic through the field, eh? Happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. Yes. Uh, for some context, we're here at Tiki Tiki Board Games. Awesome place. Uh, playing board games. One. Yo-yoing two. Uh, and talking. Uh, also, t- yeah. Um, so, Tyler. Yes. Tell me, boxers or briefs? Neither. Oh. Yeah. So neither. so, what do you wear actually instead of boxers or briefs? I was neither. I mean, just never. Been commando nothing. for ten plus years. 
has Brand- that ten plus years <laughs> yeah. of command. And and, and given that you're like experienced travel and yo yo, you travel around all the time. Has how does the commando play into it? Has it played a factor into like yeah. different situations of? Yeah, I get chafed all the time. I'm surprised I'm not chafed today from just walking up and down the street and filming you guys. Yeah, my ass is constantly chafed because both my butt cheeks are rubbing together. I have at least like two or three sharding instances every year. Instance incidences every year. Why do you need underwear? No, but like everyone sharts. Underwear's a it's true. It's true. He's like, well, no. You need the layer of protection. But it's too much. <laughs> yeah, but the problem well, is that you it's the thinnest piece of clothing. I, I think <laughs> the, the most important part is that you wear pants more than once before you wash them, right? Really yeah, absolutely. So minimum like four so or you're kind of just like it's like wearing a sock twice, kind of. But it's like sure. Genitals. Yeah. Do you think lace underwear would work well for you instead? Maybe if you don't like the what full like a, protection of like a real a underwear. Strap. How does that feel on your genitals? Though? I, I'm I'm not familiar, but mm. like I, mean, I feel like jean fabric on my genitals would feel real weird, you know. Maybe I'm just so desensitized yeah, to it now. What about like a nice? You just got a callus. There. A, a nice? nice. Oh, he's got a callus. <laughs> there. <laughs> callus under your whole dick. So, ignition remix or original ignition? Hmm. That's a really difficult question. I come with the hard-hitting question. You do. I would go with the remix. I, yeah, I, I'm. I'm for that too. I'm for I the like remix. remix. I don't know of anyone who would be for edition. the original. Pop fresh out the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know if anyone knows the original even. Like when I was, yeah, a kid, I, I, I was, was the only one they played on the radio. On the way here, I was listening. I was writing these questions, listening to uh, remix to ignition, <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if Tyler likes the original more. Because no. and then I tried listening to it. I was like, no. I don't. I, I think I'm gonna have to like not talk to him anymore if he likes original ignition. <laughs> so it was really just a test for our friendship. Okay. Have you listened to original ignition? I, I listened to it yesterday as I was writing these questions. What do you think of it? It was nothing. It, not compared I, to the remix. Yeah, it's not as. There was no rolling that body. Okay. Mama was not rolling any body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what brand of soap do you use? I'm an Irish Spring boy. Irish Spring. I don't use any shampoo or conditioner. Soap. Just a brand of soap. Or just soap or a like bar of soap. soap bar bar so, soap. <laughs> so you, you take this one bar of soap, and you clean yourself, and then you just hop into this one pair of pants. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it that way, yeah. And, and <laughs> do you, there was a point in time where you only owned, like, one pair of pants, right? Yeah. So you would wear this one pair of pants every day with no underwear. For a long, like, almost a year, probably. I washed them occasionally, but... Yeah. Yeah. What if you had, like, a yeast infection or something? It's well, horrible. luckily, it's not yeah. moist, but... <laughs> Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Uh... The only issue I have with it is the sharding, but I feel like it's probably improved my risk-taking skills in a way. Okay. I want to say can... I'm more cal. I no, I want to say I'm more calculated now because I've like maybe it's just because I have a better relationship with my sphincter than I used to, but I just I, I feel like in my lower intestine when it's going to be a shard. It's like a 50/50 chance, and you want to. Yeah. It's like a very like a two percent margin you say that here. You trust your gut more. <laughs> Trust my gut more? No, it's definitely my asshole. I trust more. <laughs> what do the farts sound like before you shart? Like the yeah, warning I, sign? It like, sounds like slapping two pieces shirt. of wet lunch meat. <laughs> 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 
Sharding is like a very specific thing. You say you shart like two to three times a year. Year, yeah. So pretty often, honestly. Every four most, months. Most people have like one sharding incident in their whole life. The whole life? I think so. Uh, I think so as well. Yeah, See, I thought that. Forties, it gets worse. Yeah, of course, when you're forties, but I think everyone here is like. I thought that until recently, and then I had then I had multiple incidents in a short time frame. I also thought it was like a once in a lifetime thing. It was like when you shot, you're like, I can't believe it. Finally, it's happened to me. I had some really traumatic ones before. Like one time, my dad was in the bathroom and wouldn't get out, and then I like shit my pants standing in the hall. But that was when I was still wearing underwear. Okay. I was like seven, and they were tidy whities so like it was just Ooh. terrible. Yeah, like you can't if you <laughs> shart in boxers that are like plaid and dark green. At least you don't really see it, but when it's like stark white, yeah, it's just there's shit everywhere. Nah, man, I'm throwing the whole wardrobe away. Yeah. Did you say the other day the contrast was your aesthetic? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. All right, so uh, how did uh? Tell, tell me about your skateboarding career. <laughs> skateboarding kid's not much of a career. What about it? it tell me career. about it. It was he a career. Told, he he was, told us about it before. You were so. sponsored at one point, correct? Yeah. Uh-uh. Really? Uh-uh. Not by a local oh um, shop? Yeah, like a long time ago. But not I feel like, like Nardwar right now. Yeah. <laughs> not really like Nardwar. Not, not by a local skate shop? <laughs> not by a local skate shop locally? Yeah, I just didn't want you to trick question me into saying like I was hella good or anything. No, that's not what I'm trying to get at. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, like... We're not trying to expose anyone. Yeah, I was sponsored by like a local shop, but... Yeah, I don't know. I've been skateboarding probably as long as I've been yo-yoing for it, but it's takes more of a toll on you as you get older, so... Yeah. It's a little more difficult to progress. Would you than... see skating, like, played an influence into yo-yoing at all? Or yeah, absolutely. Career? Yeah, um, skating is just a big encouragement when you're a kid to go exploring and, like, hang out with your friends and the camaraderie that doing something together creates, like, it definitely parallels yo-yoing a lot, so... I parallel skateboarding to yo-yoing constantly, and I... Yeah, just... I find a lot of people... I don't skateboard, but I find a lot of people tend to... See a parallel between skateboarding. Yeah, and I try not to because skateboarding is athletic and like it's artistic in a way, but it's more there's a lot more athleticism involved with it, and yo-yoing is, in my eyes, like purely art. And most of the time, like there's way more artistry than there's any physical thing. So like every part of the skateboard or like their outfit or anything all plays a role in it. Versus yo-yoing, it's kind of like you could yo-yo naked with like a fixed axle yo-yo and you'd still be really good versus like hell yeah mm-hmm. so yeah but yeah it parallels a lot the yo-yoing what was your worst uh bell uh, i broke my tailbone one time <laughs> like the end of it like i cracked it um i wish i still had like the video footage of it i was like no sliding off like seven or eight stairs and like just completely like kicked the board out and like fell with all my weight on my tailbone <laughs> at like the corner of this brick edge thing, yeah. What did you? What was bad. the first thought you had when you hit the ground? <laughs> I don't know. I just hope that I wasn't bleeding out of my butt. No one wants that. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants that. So, uh, what percentage of your day do you think you spend thinking about your butt? <laughs> it's one of the first <laughs> things I touch when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> You guys don't touch yourself the first in the thing morning? before you go to sleep and the first thing you do when what you, if you sleep on your stomach? Yeah. Well, I don't like lift it up. It's like, <laughs> I stand up what do you to get touch dressed. It, touch it, you like scratch it. And yeah, like, like not scratch it, but you, you like, don't. You I don't like, know. Massage it. Yeah, I'm like a weirdly sensory guy. So yeah, I just get up. If I'm sleeping alone or like in my room, I'll sleep naked, and then it's just like a yeah. 
weird rub my hands all over my body type thing. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you ever use like an essential oil or a lotion? No, I wish. You Have you ever considered it? I haven't, no. You should get like some rubber sheets. And I think if you're that sensory, <laughs> you, would re- you would really love you'd this really like oil it. sheet. Like, roll around, mix up. That sounds like a lot of good mushroom. Alright, so, what year did you win the World Yo Yo Contest? 2007. Ten years ago. And what song did you use? Uh, Long Time by The Roots. Oh, wow. It's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do, great do, song do, for freestyling, by the way. Do you think that it affected your ego initially when you won the World Yo Yo Contest? Nah... Briefly, yeah. Like, and then, like, total what was, tumble what, down. What, what, like, what was the emotional state that you were in, like, right after winning, and then, like, did you feel that there was, like, a huge rise for, like, a yeah, minute? Like, and like then, one like, month and then eight months after. Like, immediate 30 days following was pretty good, but then you go back to school, like, two or three weeks yeah. after Worlds. So that was a big reality check, just because it was, like, traveling all summer to yo-yo contests and winning yo-yo contests and like doing really well and hanging out with your friends and then you're like back to reality but like in this world you're like so great to a lot of people that it like makes you feel good about yourself and then you go back to school and it's like you're just a regular person even if you are a world yo-yo champion like it was i don't want to say surreal but like definitely eye-opening i guess to the real world because you realize like that these skills that you've worked really hard for your entire life don't really amount to much, and you you, you have to find a reason why you won Worlds, because everyone asks you immediately afterwards, well, how much money did you win, or, like, where was it, or where... Like, they, they ask the normal things that when anyone says that they want a high title at something, that's their first question is, like, financial, or, like, did you get to travel somewhere cool, or anything. And especially when it was in Florida, there wasn't really much to say about Worlds as far as how exotic it was or cool or just like yeah we hang out in this dirty hotel for three days and i won one of the contests they did like that's eventually what it turned into and devolved into for me um but like now that i'm older i definitely use the title to like market myself career-wise but i don't really even when i do yo-yo shows and stuff i tend not to talk about it until the end because it'll set this whole tone of the show of like oh he's really good i'm never gonna be able to do any of this so I don't know. Even, like, if I'm, like, talking to a person about yo-yos, I never really mention that until later on in the conversation. Because it's such a big bombshell to drop in in the conversation. And then, personally, I don't want to talk about it that much, or it's, like, there's not much to talk about. Yeah. So, like... Do you consider that your greatest yo-yo achievement in terms of just yo-yo uh, in You have a pretty expensive yo-yo career, so... Yeah, I don't know. It depends what, like, material, probably, but, like... Um, like emotionally or personally like I don't know like it's more of just like an overall body of work that makes me happy and proud about it versus like just one thing yeah um, I've heard yeah. Yuki see a similar thing when he won the first time I think it was 2002 right mm-hmm. yeah and he's like I didn't really understand like I didn't realize what it meant so and it's different when you're a kid like when he was older and he won he was only 18 or 19 when he won the second time but it's still like you're an adult and it's different and you worked a lot harder for it i guess when you're a kid you almost don't realize how good you're getting you get lost in like the fun of playing with your friends and like you just want to progress because learning new tricks is fun and stimulating and then and do you still do 5a now no No. (laughs) i haven't i play 5a like four or five times a year maybe what's your opinion on the state of 5a it's good i don't know (laughs) all all yoyoing is subjective i like most 5a that happens nowadays 
I'm a fan of all the players. I don't really have anyone that I personally dislike or like better. <coughs> um, use the free hand zero. To win worlds, yeah. Right? Yep. Uh, you would, would you say that's your favorite yo-yo of all time? Like, in terms of, not, not necessarily just play, but... Like, sentimental value? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like, I have the most memories with those yo-yos. Um, when Danny and I were kids, like, we had a bunch of free hands, and... When we were younger, it was just, it was like a cool, it's like a Stratocaster, like it's the yo-yo, you know what I mean, that everyone had and like your idols played with, and even though it was really bad and you had to modify it extensively to make it play even halfway good, and like what it's kind of, I don't know, whatever your opinion is on the Freehand Pro evolved or whatever it's evolved or devolved into at this point is neither here nor there, but like at the time, yeah, it was just so... It wasn't even earth-shatteringly different or innovative or amazing. It was just, like, I don't think that it tried to be anything it wasn't. So maybe that's why so many people liked it. It was just, like, a very simple shape, like, two, two colors, like, colored cap, colored body, and that was it. I mean, it, like I said, it was really unfortunate that you had to modify it so extensively to make it play well, but... Um, but it was yeah. a charm of the time. Like, every, everyone had to have For modified. sure. Any yo-yo you bought, you had to modify do you think people now are a little spoiled because of... I don't want to say spoiled. Like, it's definitely helped a lot of people. There's a huge barrier that prevented people from getting good back then or from advancing and becoming better and just because they didn't know how to modify yo-yos. Or, could you imagine if you had a freehand? Like, when I had freehands, I modified them on a Dremel, so <laughs> it was... Like, you could do a silicone recess, but could you imagine how bad you would be if you just played a freehand with, like, diff pads or, like, carbon fiber pads or something? Like, yeah. you'd, you'd be trash. Like, you wouldn't be able to do any tricks. Like, you wouldn't sleep that long. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really, really difficult. <laughs> yeah, so it's almost, there was a barrier for that, like, and then if you bought a yo-yo jam yo-yo, you could silicone it, but then it'd probably break, or, like, it was, there was a huge barrier for anyone that would just be getting to get involved, so... Did um, the free end have any influence on the design of the first base? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, that's basically what I just wanted to make was a 21st century freehand. Or, yeah, well, freehand was in the 21st century, but, yeah. like, a, a modern freehand, like, as far as, I don't know, yo-yoing to me sort of moves in dog years. It's, like, in the last 20 or so years, you know what I mean? It, like Yeah. You kind of have eras. There's a, well, there's a few yeah. milestones, I think. Exactly. They might not be very defined, I, but... I just think within the last 20 years, we've made, like, 60 or 80 years worth of progress, yeah. trick-wise and technology-wise. Maybe it's not, like, end-of-the-world different, like, as far as the technology is yeah. concerned, but definitely trick-wise, I feel like it's, like, really extensively blossomed. Yeah. Um, what is the biggest regret you have in yo-yoing? Oh, <laughs> man. Damn, question. I know, this is difficult. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Um, it's hard to think about. I don't know. I, even times that I've really failed or messed up or something didn't go my way, it's, I still take solace in it and, like, I can find the positive. Which is kind of bad. I feel like it enables me in a way yeah. because, like, it it uh, justifies me being mediocre sometimes. Like, oh, like you can excuse yourself from not putting in one hundred percent effort because you know you can get by with putting in like eighty percent. But and not that I do that, but it just you know you look at it afterwards and like, oh, I wish I would have worked harder on this. Um, uh -huh. I guess that's really it. I I look back at periods 
when I wasn't doing more versus what I'm doing now. And then I wonder why I wasn't doing more. And not that I regret not doing more, but I just wish that at the time I would have honed in my focus and thought of ways to create more content or more tricks or practice harder or like there's relationships, jobs, everything that gets in the way of yo-yoing could, that could have gotten in the way, got in the way. And you know, it gets in the way for everyone, but it was just like crucial times in my yo-yo career that like I should have been working harder, should have been practicing more, should have been traveling more. Like there's so many options that I should have been doing and I didn't. So I don't know. I think, I don't have one specific regretful instant, but instance, but um. Have received hate from the community and stuff. Like that. <laughs> I mean, that that you from an action that you did that you regretted later on. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like we're fishing well, for an answer here. I know. <laughs> I already have the answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see. <laughs> me, this is true. Me and Mark both know what we want you to answer. We're just trying to find it in there. No, that's a genuine question. No, that's not true. Like, we don't have any intention. Because I mean, to to do. To be like expansive and kind of achieve a lot, you kind of end up having people who are who disagree with what you're doing, or you mean literally what I'm doing. I mean, yeah, and that happens to everyone. It happens to pretty much all good yo-yo players. All so, good, anyone who's good at anything. Yeah. So, have you ever regretted things that you've done because of the feedback that you've gotten from the community? No, I kind of. I don't want to say I feed off negative feedback, but it's like the more that people. I don't want to say it's good to have haters, but it's like the more people, people aren't going to like everything. So if everyone's speaking up at one time, disliking something you do, then you, I don't want to say you must be doing something right, but you're obviously getting a rise and an emotion out of people. And it's not, I don't want to say it's a positive thing. Like, oh, I'm going to push this off the table to watch it shatter and see someone freak out. But like, it definitely helps when you do something and it's kind of in your brain. Like, I don't know if this is the right thing to do or not. And then people who you know wouldn't agree with you hold up a resistance or say like that's not right or that's not cool and then you're like okay like i know it's the right thing to do then like this is the right way we need to be moving and yeah it's yeah so um it's a good outlook yeah i don't i don't know it's funny that you say that because i was thinking of this really old video of tyler and danny and everyone from mitchell's at the time uh of the promo for the g2 the train wreck yeah i think it's mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> where you just destroy this yo-yo on purpose and everyone gets mad about it <laughs> i remember that yeah a lot of people really got mad like i wasn't there for the time but people that's... got more upset about the bsp we do. oh no i did people true. got really upset about they the got, train wreck they got that's mad right. about both about both BSP yeah the they... train wreck. so so just for the listeners there's two promo videos one was for the nto bsp one was for Save Death train wreck, right? Yeah, yeah. Both of the promos, pretty much Tyler. <laughs> I made these in two thousand and eight. Not, not just so nine Tyler, but, but a lot of me, people Danny, kind of, John, Rob. Yeah, like, yeah, just totally messing with the yo-yo, having fun, but just destroying yeah. this yo-yo completely. Um, a lot of negative feedback came from that. And at the time, I, I guess the community was just a different place, and even the world in general is a different place. I don't know. I guess. People are a lot more open-minded now when it comes... I don't want to say, like, comedy or, like, sketch comedy or anything, because that wasn't my intention with it all. I literally just wanted to destroy a $300 yo-yo, but... And it just comes from being, like, a punk-ass 16-year-old kid, and, like, it's not like I could have ever afforded to buy one, and, like, John Rob just got given one, so it's like, shit, why don't we just, like, destroy it? Like, I remember when John Rob came in the club, and he's like, let's just make a video of us destroying it, and I was like, yeah, sure, that sounds like a great idea, like... It wasn't this long, thought-out, drawn process. It was just like, 
off the cuff, like we all film the trick and then it's like, oh cool, like this thing's supposed to be really powerful or really not powerful, indestructible or like really strength strong. So like let's try to mess it up somehow. Um, and then we ended we dropped this like forty or fifty pound shelving unit on it and then just <laughs> bent the one half like completely. But it bent it at the hub, like not even like on an axle or anything. Like it bent the whole titanium half. Like it was really serious. I don't know how they did this, but like it was. I mean, like I filmed it. I know how it was done, but I just don't know mechanically how you could bend a piece of titanium like this. Like it's insane. Plays the same key. Yeah. <laughs> Plays the same. <laughs> um. I'm trying to think of other things I've received hate for. <laughs> I don't know. Everything. Was anything on Factory that you received hate for? Every, most things are pretty positive. <laughs> most things are pretty positive. I wasn't even thinking of that. If I was fishing, I'd talk about caribou lodge. Y'all gonna catch a real big fish That's not fishing, you just put it on the tee there. Yeah. All right, so let's get to the like the meat, the meat of it. <laughs> meat uh, so how did how did recess come to be? What is the the story? All right, you're on factory. I was, yeah. I worked and played yo-yo for Yo-Yo Factory. I was on their team from 2009 until 2015, and then um, I still worked for them up until January of 2015, and then they let me go, and we were still like really good friends, and we still. I lived in Phoenix at the time, so I was still doing yo-yo shows and stuff, but, like, obviously I needed a way to circumvent more income, and it wasn't just about the money, like, I just, I never grew up, or it was never my intention, or I was like, oh, I'm gonna start a yo-yo company, I really wanna have full creative control and do all these really awesome things with my friends, it was literally just, like, this is what I know the most about making yo-yos, like, this is what I have the most skill doing in my life, so I should really focus and in on this um and were you were you kind of scheming this while you're at factory no like, like getting the capitals together getting the branding and everything no it literally just, all just came, left and then you started yeah like literally it all came together in january of 2015 like simultaneously like as yo-yo factory was kind of like yeah crunching numbers this year we can't really afford to pay you anymore and i was just like all right cool like as that was happening i was like what am i gonna do like for a career like in the future like i guess this is so distracting. <laughs> I don't know why that Sorry, we just got handed a bunch of AJ Kirk trading cards. I'm saving one of these. Shout out to the homie. Shout out to yeah. the homie AJ Kirk. Everybody uh, pour one out. Everybody pour one out. Everyone pour one out for AJ Kirk. <laughs> 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 yes. Okay, so, sorry. No, it's back to the topic. <laughs> it's holographic. Oh, it looks it's shiny. It's, it's a legend card. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. So you're at Factory at the time. You yeah. left. I made left. Recess. I made recess, yeah. I didn't... Pulled some people from Factory? <laughs> yeah, I... Who came? Patrick? Um, Who was the initial team when you first started? It's me, Patrick Borgerding, Kai Zizan, and Ian Johnson. All four of us at first. And, like, Colin and Bergy and a couple other people, like, I had been courting the entire time, or, like, from the beginning of starting recess was, like, Yo, you guys are my best friends. Like, of course you're gonna get on the team, right? Not so much Colin, but Bergie. <laughs> Sorry, Colin. No, Colin. Colin and I didn't even know each other before I started recess, and like. I think I convinced Colin to go on the team. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. When when did I start talking to you, Colin? In March. March of 2015. Yeah. And I was like, Yo, I'm gonna start this yo-yo brand later this year. Like, you're really good. I love it. 
blah 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 like you're gonna go places in yo-yoing we should link up and it definitely wasn't a no-brainer for him like he we didn't even really know each other so like the next four or five months him and i spent like talking about recess and like his future yo-yo plans and mine and like eventually it all worked out um and then it like expanded really quickly after the team or actually after the brand got started so i think we're up to like 16 people now 16 Jeez, or 17 yeah jesus don't it stresses me just thinking can you name all of them right now i can't no <laughs> it's fine <laughs> it's good it's all you're all right if he asked ben mcfee to name all of the people on this team like, i don't think he could either so. he could name everyone i've, seen, I've so. seen him do it i don't think he could name everyone I've seen him do it. Next time you see him, ask him. He'll do it. Really? No, Every won't. person. He knows he him right off the top. For three minutes. <laughs> three minutes. <laughs> he won't do that for you. I see. Koda. Koda. Oh, perfect. Shenta Kento. Shoda Kento. Shenta Kento. Shenta Kento. Shoda Kento. Kazuki. I'm trying to think in order of. Yeah, East to West. Ahmad. Uh, Zafron. That's Asia. That's Asia, yeah, it's done. Um, and then Colin, me, Kieran, Daniel, Ian, Patrick, Joe, CJ, Bergie, Adam, Shane. I think that's it. Dennis. Kai John, Dennis. <laughs> oh, <shit. Yeah. laughs> so that's 14, 15. 16? 15 or 16? Yeah, it's a yeah. lot. Wow. Yeah. Wherever we left out, you're off the team. So. <laughs> and that, that's really it. It's uh, so the brand has been around for how long? Sorry. Like about a year or two years? Just over a year. So June, July of 2015 to July 2016. Would you consider it like a success so far? In terms of yeah, absolutely so far. Um, like I definitely have more plans or not just yo-yos, but like recess in general, I definitely want to use it as more of a platform for multiple things that I have interest in other than just yo-yos. Like, and what do you think sets you apart from other yo-yo companies? Um, sauce. So- a sauce, apparently. A sauce? What kind of sauce? <laughs> Too much sauce. Uh, we got all the sauce. I think every yo-yo company is genuine. I don't think anyone's trying to be anything they're not, but I think Recess is more relatable to a lot of kids just because our brand is very down-to-earth and... Sorry, Joe's trying to figure out what beer this is. He's distracting. No Joe's done nothing but distracting this whole podcast. No <laughs> Talk about... Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. We're all waiting for you. <laughs> Sorry, right. I lost my train of thought when we were talking about. Turn around, recess around for two years. Sorry, yeah. Um, More genuine. Yeah, I I don't think like I hate writing descriptions for yo-yos and marketing them as like the end all be all of anything. Right. Like I hate trying to tell people like this is gonna make you the best yo-yo player ever because it's really not. No yo-yo is ever gonna make you better than another one. And any brand that tells you that, I really dislike when anyone does that. Because it's like telling you, like, this car is going to make you a better driver, even though you're a shit driver. Or this hat's going to make you more attractive, even though you're really unattractive. Like, any bit of marketing that's trying to convince you otherwise, which I know is the point of marketing, is so idiotic to me. Versus being genuine and, like, look, you and I are pretty much the same person. Like, wouldn't it be cool to do some of the same things that I do? And not, like, on a... On a... 
like a like a Kardashian level. Yeah, like. <laughs> I forget. I think from like an outside point, recess is more accessible. I think a lot of yo-yo companies feel like they're a little bit more than the players that are out there, where Recess feels like kind of just anybody can be a part of it. Yeah, and that's what I like when we're at the contests and people come up to the booth and they just chill at the booth, or like they mentioned the Instagram account or the YouTube videos, and it's like, oh, it's so cool that you guys don't always like land the bind in your video. Like it's so funny because I don't ever really land the bind either, and it's hilarious because when we first started doing that, like yo-yo news would call us out and be like wow, they only landed three-quarters of these tricks in this video, you guys. Like, you know, you could have filmed the whole thing, and then it's like, you know, fast-forward a year later, and everyone's like, oh, man, that's so cool that you don't catch the yo-yo all the time in the video. And then other companies are now including it in their video. It's like a very weird correlation. Like, everyone makes fun of us for doing it at first. Memes, another great example of something <laughs> that you yeah. started doing first with yo-yo, the yo-yo-related, and now every other brand is memeing it up. Like, super edits, like any little thing... It's so insignificant and stupid, but it's, like, it's true, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. the wave. Yeah, and I don't think it's, like, a, like, it's not an original idea. It's not like I made up any of these ideas and was, like, oh, like, look at this really cool thing. It's just, like, I adapted it to yo-yoing, and yeah. I don't know. I'd say Recess is a house show compared to, like, going to a venue, like, a large venue for an event. Yeah, like, very you feel more welcomed. Like you feel at the low level, you feel like you're on the same stage as the band. Do you feel yeah. a lot of competition between other? I mean, this is a very saturated market. I understand that, but like, do you feel competition between other brands, or do you think it's like a happy, like a good relationship? I have a good relationship with every brand that has a good relationship with me. I don't. <laughs> hey. It's just funny. <laughs> it's just, it's just funny. funny. <laughs> this is funny though. Like, it's, it's just funny though. We have a good relationship. I, I laugh at it. I go haha. But I truly <laughs> makes me haha. Literally. So a long time ago, like when I like right after I won Worlds, I was like really down in the dumps. Not just about winning Worlds, but like my tricks and thinking about like. How I really wasn't world champion material or like there's other like even though you're world champion there's always someone who's gonna be better than you and it's like I, I use this uh, terminal or terminology saying like way too much nowadays but like getting where you fit in is so like it's so crucial to not only my life but I feel like everyone else's because when people try so hard to be something they're not and I don't mean pushing the envelope or getting out of your comfort zone those things are completely different than like faking the funk and being someone you're not that's when people lose sight of not only who you are, but you lose sight of who you are, and like the whole message just becomes really blurry versus when it's really down-to-earth and genuine, and it's just something everyone can relate to. So, What, what do you think... What is your biggest design inspiration? So, like, I notice, like, I, I see, like, a 90s sort of theme. Right, Reese is very design-oriented, and I think that's one of their strong suits. Thank you. That makes me, that feels, makes me feel really good, guys. Um... My biggest influence, uh, design-wise, or Good. probably skateboarding, um, just overall, like, as a, like, a theme, or, and not, like, basing yo-yos off skateboarding, but, like, even the Fruit series is very similar to, like, a skateboard series. If you're familiar at all with skateboarding, a brand will, like, pick one type of graphic, and then for all their team members make a variation of this graphic that's subtly different or themed the same. But it'll be, like, say they did, like, a liquor series, and one person gets a bottle of beer, another person gets a bottle of champagne, another person has a bottle of whiskey, whatever. Like, it's themed in one way or another, and, I mean, that's not, like, literally how I got the Fruit Series idea, but it's very similar. (laughs) 
in like in the same vein. So um, it can it. I like going all over the place. Like I hate trying to minimalize my or minimize my brand and like putting it into a box where like it, it can be defined. Cause like I I I like the saying we take fun seriously just because it's so broad. Like it's not just we have to name our yo-yos this one theme or we can only make it seem like we're trying to be Nike or anything like that. I I just um, so why the name recess? Why the name recess? Yeah, I know. Um, so, <laughs> oh, you know. I heard you. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> I was saying yeah, it for the mic. Jesus. Uh, so, I was telling the guys this story earlier today, and it's I was uh, talking with Paul Escobar a lot when I first decided to do recess stuff, and I thought I already had like the name of the yo-yos picked out, or at least a couple yo-yos. I had like ideas for team members, all these things, but I didn't have a name, and like that's one of the hardest things to pick for like a yo-yo or anything. Most people have an idea what shape they want, or but it's like that's why so many yo-yos have poor names. I feel like is just because people are like, oh, let's just call it this random thing that I really like, and no one else is gonna understand, and that is really a poor way to market anything. But uh, yeah, so. I when I first start when I first was starting recess I was talking to Paul Escalar a lot and I wanted to call it uh, cool guy yo-yos or like cool <laughs> bro bro style yo-yos something along those lines that was like very not serious and fun but I like in pitching that to Paul like I almost felt stupid saying that because it's like okay like obviously this isn't the sound I want I'm just kind of settling on something so I have to think about a more professional way to say cool guy or bro style or something and that's not where recess came from directly, but the theming of making it fun and accessible and, like, you know, just something that you, you and your friends would say to each other. Not that recess is one of those things, but something everyone can relate to. And, uh, you know, recess at school is somewhere that you, like, hone social skills, fit, like, you learn how to, like, play games with your friends, like, you, like, learn how to spit game at girls, like, all kinds of stuff, so... And it's not like yo-yos help you do all those things, but it parallels a lot into yo-yos where you are like learning how to blossom as an artist, even if it's making yo-yo tricks, or you're learning how to, like you you learn more about yourself, like what music you like, what like all sort. You learn a lot about yourself through yo-yoing, very similar to how you learn about yourself during recess. But also when people grow up and they become less seriously involved with yo-yoing, they treat yo-yoing like your recess from regular life so it's more like a break from your really serious job or it's just a way for people to disconnect and do something that isn't related to their regular life so they're taking a recess you know what I mean and then because I do school shows and things like that it makes a lot of sense or kids like it a lot too but mostly I feel like for the the aspect of adults or people who are older treat yo-yoing as a recess because Again, like, I'm always trying to make it accessible for everyone, and, like, that's the, I feel like the reason so many people in America participate in organized sports is because it gives them, like, a way to forget about regular life, even though they know they're never going to be in the NFL, they're never going to be in the NBA, they still are really shitty at playing basketball and football, and they do it all the time because they want to belong to something bigger, they want to have fun, or, like, and that's what people treat yo-yos as, so... And they know that they're not going to be as good as any of us. <laughs> uh, and... Oh, my God. Oh, this guy. The ego is huge. 
Mr. Uh, World Champion. So, do you have, <laughs> let's start rounding it up because yeah. it's been a long time. Has it really? I, yeah, let's do one more thing. Uh, time. On topic of I feel like I've said was, fucking no. nothing yet. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, what, like, what do you have upcoming for recess? Uh, Komodo comes out at PNWR. I'm sure, I don't think this podcast will be, but be out yeah. by then, will it? It won't, know. It might be. Komodo by Komodo at your favorite yo-yo store. It'll be worldwide by the time you hear this. Any yo-yo stores in particular? All of them. <laughs> no, in particular. There's one in particular. Yo-yo. Oh, oh, yo-yo expert. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Buy your Komodo very, or yo-yo expert. Very fluid. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to take my Tiki Shout out my man Andre. I love you. Yo-yo expert.com. 